Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am one half of your tag team championship hosts, Mark, here with my lovely wife and fellow tag team partner. Jamie. I was hoping you would say that. Yes, yes, yes. Not that I was hoping you would say Tag team partner in life and tag team partner in the uh, podcast as well. I thought you were going to say something a little bit dirtier, but mm-hmm. let's move on. We're already it's getting a sidetrack. not that type of podcast. <laughs> uh, we're kind of doing a two-part podcast. Uh, we have just, this is what? I think we're 20 maybe minutes 20 minutes post after, Night, uh, Champions. Night of Champions. We just finished the uh, main event, which of course was Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens. I said that like a poly, <laughs> Polish man. I'd be uh, Sami Zayn, the Kevin Owens. Of, uh, yeah. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Uh, so we just wanted to get our honest reactions. Plus, we've got Double or Nothing is tomorrow with AEW. Yeah. So and this is fresh in our minds. So why not a, get our genuine a, reaction? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a busy um, podcast with two pay-per-views back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted to just jump on it right away and uh, get our, act, our initial reactions with everything. Um, how you doing tonight, Jamie? I'm doing good. How, what did you think of the pay-per-view as an overall? Before we go any, like, we're going to break down each match, kind of. Sure. Uh, kind of give our opinion on each one of them, especially since there's only seven, which sure. uh, it seems like it's the average number of WWE's po- or Yeah, when it comes to events, AW, you know, AW likes to do 10, 12, 13 matches and go all night long. Night of Champions was short and sweet, and it was in the afternoon, which was incredible to just be I able to was, get it kind of out of the way. I you really know? enjoyed a one o'clock pay-per-view. At first, yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be kind of a new but one o'clock rolled around. I felt yeah, like we're in Florida, so we're in Eastern time. We got it right, at one, right. so it worked out really well. So for it's us. like the perfect time. We got an afternoon worth of ref- wrestling. Yeah, afternoon um, of champions. I don't feel like I'm super tired. Like I had to stay up late to to finish out a pay per view, right. which I feel like with AEW we do that a lot because it's usually it about four four and a half hours for yeah. an AEW pay per view. Yeah, we got about which, three here. If, if I'm complaining in 2023 that I have too much wrestling, no, to watch no, on no, a, it's uh, not a bad thing, but it, it can be very tiresome. But honestly, this was this was one of the Best well-timed yes. pay-per-views. I don't know if it's yes. the best pay-per-view, now, but the timing was wonderful. How did I feel about wonderful. it? I, you know, I don't. I don't. Probably just from that reaction, you can tell. <clears throat> Gave it a three and a half. It's coffee tough. Cups. It's tough because we're coming off of the last pay-per-view, which was Backlash. So we yep. had WrestleMania, and then we had Backlash. WrestleMania was pretty decent. Backlash was incredible. I was an absolutely huge fan of backlash i had like you, two weeks which, after backlash that so i was just hot i brought this up back then you weren't a fan of backlash initially i wasn't initially. excited it was starting i wasn't really ready for the matches the matches came everybody came puerto rico showed up yep. bad bunny showed up everybody showed up in backlash and I, I don't know i think it fell a little bit short for me but yeah, I we kinda, came up with an overall of three and a half coffee cups and i felt the same way i i felt like that the the matches that had a lot of hype on them didn't feel as important um, and then I feel like a couple of them that didn't have a lot of hype on them ended up being probably the most standout, standout, standoutish matches of the night. Yeah, agreed. Um, or the afternoon, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't the pay per view overall wasn't like a, I, I didn't leave going wow I can't believe all that happened like there was like one or two things that happened but it, it, was, it was pretty moments. predictable it was I a think handful it was. of moments yeah it wasn't um, it wasn't the best wrestling I don't yeah know, I don't know it wasn't the best wrestling pay-per-view or a premium live event right it was like you said it was it was, sto- it was definitely story time story story driven based. story driven so let's let's get right into it and just like wwe did uh they started off with our tournament finale for the inaugural world heavyweight championship which i believe no one has held since randy orton 
Right. Uh, it's been a long time. So we got Seth freaking Rollins and AJ Styles. And I think for the last couple of days, we've gone back and forth, you know, especially with the rumors that Seth Rollins is in this new Captain America movie that well, it's, it's he not can't rumors. Be. It's, it's official. He is in yeah. a new yeah, Captain America Yeah, they showed clips movie, of it and everything. But with him being in the movie that he wouldn't have time to be the champion, yeah, WWE AJ's was fearful win. that if they gave him the belt and it confl- if his uh, schedule conflicted with his movie schedule, he might have some reservations about doing one or the other, which is detrimental for him no matter what. So, I mean... It was but- interesting to see what they were going to do because you have Seth, who, of course, is... Monday Night Rollins, he's mm-hmm. raw all the way, and then you uh, have Red Hot on fire. Red Hot has been been running yep. raw, uh, raw for years. AJ now. Styles is a little bit cooler off right now because he's been off TV yep. for a while. Just recently Hurt came his back, ankle, but you what know? a way to come back! And he's in the uh, heavyweight title. Uh, yeah, picture. it would have been confusing because we're still in this weird circumstance of people fighting for belts on the opposite show You're so you've got aj styles well this too aj styles is on smackdown right so, so if he wins the raw sense. championship you know not only should he have gone to raw but then technically shouldn't all of the oc be drafted to raw too so there's well, a lot of questions fortunately that didn't have to be it answered. didn't happen and and honestly I, i'm gonna probably get a lot of crap for this i really didn't enjoy the match a whole lot yeah i thought it was a little bit slow personally uh, I am sure it's a long flight. Th- I'm sure they're tired. Well, it I looked think like it. Taking into consideration that Seth has the rumor is he was supposed to be rushed immediately after the match to get on a plane to come back home for the filming. Right. Um, plus, on top of number one, not wanting to hurt Seth right before he's got to go do something like that. Of course. Number two, uh, AJ Styles coming back from an injury. Granted, he's wrestled what two matches since he's been back and he's looked great, but at the same time, he's probably not at a hundred percent. But I brought this up during the match. I think a lot of this, obviously, Seth Rollins was was planning to be the champion well before Saudi Arabia was you know possibly a thing, or if it was, it was just planned that way. But we both know Seth Rollins is going to bring bring the money. He, oh, he sells of course. tickets, and so does AJ Styles. He's huge in WWE now. He has now become a staple, future Hall of Famer. I can I can say Absolutely. that with confidence. Um, and I think that it was just a matter of two men that weren't trying to go a hundred percent because of the conditions that that they were in. They yeah, wanted to possibly deliver so. It. They had an opening spot, so they didn't have to go as hard as they did, mm-hmm. they needed to. Unfortunately, it was half energy it reflected yeah. in the match. Mm-hmm. I, I think. The result was exactly what everybody thought. I really didn't think anybody thought that AJ was going to win uh, in a storyline sense. Yeah, I but back unlike with you, it, you, I know? was I was deep down in my heart. I was like, man, AJ has been out of the picture for a minute. I would actually like to see him with some gold around mm-hmm. his waist. But I, it makes sense. Seth Rollins getting the win. Yeah. All right. Up next, we had Trish Stratus taking on Becky Lynch in just a singles match. I yep, no was reading it like match. it had some like extra little thing on it, but it <laughs> no, was just, just a revenge a, match, uh, really. A WWE legend taking on one of WWE's current top women in their uh, roster. Uh, the match itself was, honestly, it was rough. I, 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 The hype for this for me was not there. Uh, once they got in the ring, I wasn't a big fan of, you know, the actual back and forth yeah. between the two of them. It felt the pace very, again was very slow. It, it felt very slow. Now you've got also got, you know, Trish Stratus. She's not exactly the spry chicken she used to be. Um, so of course there's going to, you kind of have to take that into consideration, but it just overall, this, this match just really felt cumbersome. It felt like both women were having a difficult time dealing with the other one, you know, yeah, physicality and, and athleticism sense. Yeah. And I couldn't understand what the reason was for this. Where are they going with this? Why are these two fighting in such a big capacity all of a sudden? 
but eventually it made sense, and I, and I really did pop hard for the ending. I really think the ending completely shadows the entire match. It did. I, and I feel like that's a running theme with this pay-per-view or premium live event. Um, yeah, they and, wrapped it up really well. Yeah, you, I mean, it was... <laughs> I, I couldn't see how Becky Lynch wasn't going to get this win. There, there, Nothing in my mind made sense as to, at least what we had, as to why Becky Lynch would lose. She's younger than her. She's more athletic than her. She's over doing this... Hell. Over as hell. Over as hell. Um, and you know, it's just a perfect, you know, vengeance story. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got up on my feet when this happened. Uh, Becky Lynch gets thrown out of the ring or Trish Stratus gets thrown. They're both out of the ring and Becky tosses Trish pack in. And right before Becky gets in, uh, Zoe Stark runs out from underneath the ring. I mean, she's been under the ring since the beginning of the pay-per-view Yeah, and attacks Becky while the ref's got his back uh, turned and hits her. Hits her with her uh, her finisher. It's like a Z360. It's something similar to that. And just throws her back in the ring. Trish Stratus takes advantage of it like the heel that she is. And, man, I popped hard for this. I, I was it. It I was, was so blown unexpected. away. Especially as somebody who just came up from NXT. Mm-hmm. I, I was doing great with Zoe Stark. They're doing great with Cameron Grimes. I think they're making them look good. Mm-hmm. And they need to take these NXT people. And they need to make them a serious, you know... A group of people to be worried about in in the main roster so people take them seriously you know you can't bring them in and have them do nothing right i think they've done a really good job with zoe because me personally i just want to see more of what she's going to do now she did retreat after the match up the ramp with trish stratus do you think that this is going to be a like kind of a little bit uh mini faction for the next couple of weeks do you think trish is done with with uh her run right now like i'm uh to me maybe it seems like they're using her star power to help zoe get over Okay. You know that they're going to use Trish so use to be for, use the her mouth until the next like stepping yeah, stone where Trish gets taken out. Or... Exactly. I don't know how good Zoe is on the mic, but maybe to use it for Trish's mic skills. She's over. People like to see Trish, right. and then you can build up Zoe and maybe have them feud against each other. Well, I think they're. De- I think uh, Becky and uh, Zoe are uh, there. This is the beginning of a huge rivalry between. Them. I'm and that's more than okay awesome. with that. That's going to be awesome. You got Trish Stratus kind of mentoring her against one of the top female talents in WWE, one of the most decorated in WWE sure. right now. I, I think it's it's. I think it's great. I think this is going to be a great little run for Zoe. Following that match ended up being uh, what I was looking forward to most before the pay-per-view and during this. This match was my favorite. Gunther took on Mustafa Ali for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. It was the second shortest match of the night, only beating the uh, match between Rhea and Natalia. But honest to God, this was the one single match from... The beginning to the absolute end, I was glued to the TV watching it. That was a wrestling match. That the rest was storytelling. 100%. This was a wrestling match. This was just two men fighting each other for a big shiny belt. They gave it the best that they could. Gunther even had a, a gnarly, you know, couple chops to him that really left a, a huge red welt. I mean, they really, his chest. they, they really let... gave Gunther like a chance. Like they really, like you and I were both like, oh my god, this is it. Like he's really gonna get this. Ali or Gunther? You said Gunther. Did I say chance. Gunther? I meant yeah. Ali. Yeah, I it really Ali. felt like Ali could have. Actually, won this. They like, gave him that that great vignette about mm-hmm. him visiting visiting you know, the, the Mecca, the Mecca which is and, so cool, and getting honored by the, the country and and all this other stuff, and being you know he said he's for the first time he never felt like an outcast. The yeah. everywhere he went, um, they gave him like this giant. I mean, just his entrance. I've got oh, the entrances in this pay, in this premium live event were bar none the yeah, best. Yeah, I really liked it. it. Outdoes Sets WrestleMania. Was... Outdoes any other pay per view. Like the sheer scale of the backdrop when these guys came Agreed. out were phenomenal. Agreed. Um, but they really gave Ali a great platform and really, I, I really thought that he was going to take it home. 
Even, right up to the last, it was, it was, I think Gunther hit him with two moves at the end. Right up to when he hit those two moves, and even right until he hit three, I was, I, I was that glimmer of hope. Yeah. And I think that's what WWE was trying to do. If they weren't going to give him the belt, they made you believe in this man. They exactly. Gave, and, so now he can come home. He can go back to it. Well, he's Raw and SmackDown. Mustafa right. Ali's on both teams. Right. But he can go back to whatever you know show he wants to next week. And have that behind him that, no, he didn't win, but he also just got to go to the Mecca, yep. you know, so he can come back more inspired and feeling good about it. And Positive Ali. Yeah. Well, I think he's kind of dropping that because he seemed a lot more serious. Yeah. He, did a, uh, he did cut his entire promo that he was supposed to cut um, from Raw this week. On Brock Twitter, just told him to get a life. Get a life, kid. So he cut the whole promo in his car uh, after the show, which was really interesting. And he was like, you know, I'm not doing this positive Ali thing anymore. He basically was like, if I don't win, then my dream's over. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do for him when he gets back. But no, he didn't win. But I feel like him as a person, he had he won the in time of his life. You know, it I was, was really rooting for him. The crowd, of course, was really rooting for him. So, but yeah, by far match of the night. 100%. Oh, yeah. Wrestling-wise, this was a match for sure. Now, the women, as far as Bianca and uh, Asuka, were up next. And let me tell you what, that was also a really great wrestling match. There's a lot of storytelling in this one, too. And I'm going to let Mark describe a little bit about what you were saying as far as Bianca's character kind of unraveling. So I've been noticing for the last couple of weeks, months, uh, each paper or premium live event, uh, whenever Bianca's in the ring and she's she's wrestling, her ponytail has become, over time, more and more unraveled. There's pieces hanging off of it. And at first, I had mentioned something a couple months ago to Jamie about it, and she said, well, I think that's just the kind of the style she's going with. Well, and in like, Shinfo, I used to be a hairdresser. Right, so yeah. We, so we you, talk a lot about the women of wrestling's yeah, hair. I, so I, I kind of said, okay, whatever. And then the next one came along, and it was a little bit worse. I was like, okay, maybe she's, not worse, but it's a little bit more... Uh, untangled and I'm like okay maybe she's just going for that same look and it's just a little bit more exaggerated and then this time she came out I don't know if it was exactly this way when she first came out but as she started to wrestle her hair was just in shambles like it really looked like it was just in such disarray like she has not been able to repair the damage that's been done to it and I'm wondering if this is supposed to be a keynote and I think I'm right that her championship is slowly becoming harder and harder to defend. It's harder and harder for for her to keep it together. Exactly. Yeah. It's more and more challenging. Right. And you're she's getting, been so positive always. Right. And I think this is going to be uh, uh, a character trait from moving forward. Is I think her hair is a representation of her. I get the best way I can put it in like a video game sense is it's her health. It's her HP. Her HP is getting really low. So she's looking frazzled. If you ever played played Doom, you get down to 10, 10 hit points. Your dude is bleeding from every orifice. Oh, yeah. His eyes all like like crusted over. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is what it is, is she's defended this for so long. She's been running so hard. She's being the EST of the WWE all the time that she just she just couldn't keep up her body couldn't keep up with the physical demands of the championship and it's finally given out because of Sasuke. And it did. Asuka. Asuka ends up getting the win, you, you know. And unfortunately, the crowd was literally sleeping the entire time, so I don't think 
the match got its justice because it's just like a but concert. If, if you're if the crowd's not into it, how can you be? You know, but if you forget the crowd, if you're able to block the crowd out, watch this match. It's got a lot of really intricate storytelling between it does. what I just described yeah. to the way that Asuka uses the mist to secure the win. How I loved she, that. It was it was how, really it was just it was really well well told orchestrated yeah there was spots where like Bianca would get so overwhelmed that she would start to almost like push the rules and bend the rules a little bit which is so not and her I th- and I think she that's like, that's akin to what I was just saying yeah, about her hair she she's put, getting uh, so desperate to keep everything together anything she can she'll do right she put Asuka up in the corner and you know typical ref you got till five she's getting to like four and a half and the yep. ref I believe her name's Jessica got in between the two of them and that's when Asuka tried to do the the mist right, right. so it was like uh, 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 Bianca screwed herself over because she was not thinking clearly and acting a little bit weird and right. being really frazzled. And the the rumors like are, she's tired. yeah, the rumors are that you know there's a possible heel turn for Bianca and the Street Profits coming up, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So interesting. Well, either way, interesting. I am. We are in the era of Asuka as the. WWE Raw Women's Championship, whether she's on SmackDown or not, I don't (laughs) care. I love it. Asuka has deserved this title. I'm so happy that she has on it. She looked great. This new, I guess not new, but this revamped Kana persona that she's been using with the makeup. We saw, by the way, if you haven't seen it, look up, there's a video of her uh, putting her makeup on. She does her own makeup and it's phenomenal the way she does it. It It's on Twitter. And if you don't follow us on Twitter, make sure you do. We're at CAW Wrestling Pod. Love the plugs. Thanks. Uh, But (laughs) honest to God, this was... The best women's match of the night. One of the best, right behind Gunther and Ali, but... It didn't get the credit it deserved, unfortunately, no, but it was. Go it was fantastic. Match. Good storyline. I think there's a lot with this moving forward as well. We went right from that match into Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. This let me segment just say, is going to be longer than the match. Let me just say, Mommy looking on fire. Ooh, I looking you know, like okay. I don't know so, Catwoman in that like top that she was wearing. Number wow. one, I am not an individual that usually tries objectifying, especially wrestlers, because they half of these women could beat the shit out of me very easily, and there's nothing I could. <laughs> and do you about should it. never objectify women of like course that not, either. Of course but not. and I, you know, I respect my wonderful, beautiful wife. I never look at another woman when when my wife is anywhere near me if even he's when oogling, she's not, usually i'm oogling too and, so. and that's the thing i always give her the respect because <laughs> i i just a beautiful person's a beautiful person i don't give a shit of who course. you are if you if you are a woman a man and in between a, a whatever if you're a beautiful person i i there's joe manganello man i would sleep with joe manganello i'm you telling you i'm person. a straight 36 year old yep. white male and i would sleep with joe manganello because man that he i would Mark and I like to have pretend fights about who we would pick between Joe oh, Manganiello no and Sofia Vergara because they are just the most beautiful people. In the I don't world. know who's going to sleep wow. with who, but one of us oh, is going to win. We're all going to win in that situation, but um, wow, Rhea Ripley. Rhea, she hit phenomenal. She hit all the marks. She oh, did. it's so good. So good. <laughs> she looked great, and uh, poor Natalia had to go all the way to Saudi Arabia on, on her, her birthday, birthday to get whooped. Happy birthday, Natalia. You, you share 69 She seconds. shares a birthday with our dog. Oh, Duke, hey. Happy birthday, Duke. Yay. Um, but yeah, Natalia gets squashed in dog, 69 seconds. Yep, 69 seconds. Nice. I looked down and I looked back up and she had lost. Yeah, it was, I went I went to look at Twitter for a moment and I heard the one, two, three. <laughs> I liked it. It was, I mean, it was good. <laughs> it was a lot for, a, for. I don't want to call it a squash match, but that's really what it was. Sure, it was a squash that's what match. it is. Um, but it made Rhea look awfully good, both physically and wrestlingly. 
Of course. Um, which is funny. Strong, that dominant a, champion. It's funny that this, this match was a minute and nine seconds, and it was one of the better matches. It just, the storytelling, it was good. And Dom Dom was and there. And Dom Dom was there. So, I mean, I loved it. <laughs> so, moving right along here, we had the rematch between Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. I mean, Brock. Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes suffering... Damn him and his arm is like arm injuries. He has a broken arm uh, suffered by at first Brock Lesnar crushing it with a keg yes. against a garage door. Uh, and then I believe later that night putting him in the same Kimura lock that he broke Correct. Triple H's arm. Yeah. A so few reminiscent. Years ago. So reminiscent. Uh, Cody Rhodes was then fitted with a titanium. They really drove that one home, didn't they? It was, what was the, what were they calling it? Like an ego brace or an, an e- exo? Exo br- uh, brace. I looked this up. Okay. Now, uh, it was a two, week, two weeks ago, maybe last week, we said that Jamie had fallen and broken her wrist. Oh, no, it's wrist. been over three weeks Whatever. now, but. She had fallen and broken her wrist. Finally ended up getting to the, get to the doctor and figure out what we need to do. Figured that she's going to be in a cast. She ended up coming home with this thermoplastic, like black padded, cast that's yeah, removable with a little dial on the side yeah and just the tightness everybody's mom had a new wave oven back in like the 80s yeah. where it was just like the little plastic container you put over stuff and it was like the newest big thing so i went to this like fancy bone doctor and they were like yeah we'll give you a charge a your health insurance yeah teen amount of so they're like we can give you this cast so they you know they they measure my wrist and they fit me for this cast and they put the cast in the new wave oven and it's really warm and they put it on you and they mold it and it's like and quick science it's like a pliable quick science plastic. breakdown it's called a thermoplastic what exactly. happens is it's a plastic that once it hits a certain temperature it gets warm enough it becomes pliable and movable so you put it in a position and once it cools down and when it cools in that position everything solidifies yeah. so it's hard. So you're able to, it's, you know. It's solid. Yeah. If it, I hit something, I I, I really can't feel anything under it. It's made of plastic, but if you yeah, heat it up, it's, it's bendable. Solid. So when Cody Rhodes comes plastic. out, they make this big deal. He's wearing this like exo cast that's and made of titanium. Made of titanium. And we. Yo, no joke. We're laughing the entire time because I made the joke. Like there's, what if he comes out and he's got the same brace you have and we're laughing, we're giggling. Legit came out in the exact brace I'm wearing. <laughs> you can even, <laughs> if you go on our Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod, I will do, I don't know. It's in there somewhere. I retweeted a picture of literally as the match is happening. They, they haven't even rung the bell yet. Cody is still prancing around with his exothermal, you know, titanium, which exoskeleton. They, they announced that he could use it as a weapon. How yes. is that fair? Yes. Uh, and I take a picture of Jamie's arm. I find a picture, a still of his arm. It is not the same company, but it's the exact same concept. And you can look up the exact one that he has. It's $149.99 on Amazon. That's great. There's no titanium in this thing. I love the WWE. Steel steps. Yep. We have steel ladders that are yep. bending like like We're fiberglass. We're letting him fight with a broken arm? Like, no doctor is going to let that happen. But they let him fight Remember what with happened to Shotzi? They fought it, let him fight with a rip peck. Because he couldn't hurt himself anymore. That was legit. that's the stupidest shit in the world. Well, I broke my leg, but I can't break it anymore, so let me walk on it. I mean, I can I can genuinely understand the idea behind that one, but a broken arm. I just there's no. How rules did he in pull off a crossroads there's, with a broken arm? There's no rules in wrestling. How was he using it as a weapon? If he had a broken arm, there's it no would way. be so painful. You can't lift it. You couldn't hold a cup of coffee. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I really I couldn't hold a cup, cup of, of co- coffee. I couldn't hold a cup of coffee. 
comfy and this man's fighting Brock Lesnar. It was ridiculous. It was hard to follow along. If I'm being 100% honest, this was not because it was the particular match. I was hungry and made, made egg salad and apparently I missed a 9 minute and 40 second match where Brock Lesnar won. Yeah, you were gone for about 9 minutes and 30 seconds of it making egg salad. I was going quick too. So, you know, the only thing I can see here and I picked Brock to win. I just don't know what we why we did this. Cody's got one, Brock's got one. It's you got to you got to finish it. You got to oh, have one more match. Ranch rule. Of course. Come on. Remember what company we're watching. Ridiculous. We got to have one more huge match. Cody Rhodes comes back from a broken arm and he hurt his pec last year. I just too, don't know why we back. needed to have the broken arm. I didn't like that at all. It was just too much. Like he, it was too unbelievable for any adult to think. And I, the only thing I can think, and I saw somebody say this on Twitter, was that they were trying to make it out like he's a superhero and that he's, right. you know, to the kids, it's somebody to look up to. You know, they're trying to sell T-shirts. Let's be real here. They're a T-shirt selling company. Um, I was just trying to sell that home and yeah. he didn't win. Yeah. That was the worst part. If you're going to make well, him out to be the superhero, Cole, have him win. Michael Cole definitely sold the point as soon as the bell rang. He definitely sold the point that Cody passed out. He did not tap out. Correct. So I guarantee that's which what is always the it. lamest way to have your have somebody they're trying to put over. But like loose. you said, you have to kind of look at these storylines like you're a child, and that's not like a dig. That really, I really mean that. You need to look yeah, at some of these storylines because you're trying to pander to an audience of eighteen to forty. And that eighteen to twenty-five is the ones that are really going to want the stuff that are going to develop a even before eighteen that are going to develop a relationship with these wrestlers. Yeah, you're rooting for them and your lifelong. They're trying to make lifelong fans. Well, and Roman can't fight superstars. for three thousand days as a champion. You right. know, like he's got to he's got to take some time off. Right. They there's a reason why they put Seth in the opposite position. And when Seth won, he said. I'll be there Monday and every Monday from here on out. Right. I'm a fighting champion. You know, there's a reason for all this, but it yeah, was this, just hard to digest. I really didn't like it. I, I really, yeah, at the end of this match, I watched the entire thing and I mean, it was, they did what they did. They, you know, F5s and Cody kicked out of it and crossroads and all the oh, other things. I couldn't things. get a crossroads because my arm's broken. So, I mean, it just didn't do it for me. It was not a bad match, but it wasn't for me. No. And for the apparently third main event, the last yeah. but not least how, how was of the, the matches. first match of the night i guess one of the middle matches i don't even know what the other one was and then the final match all the main event the main event's supposed to be the the final match of the night the most coveted one the highest profile the I biggest think, hype like how is there three they were really trying to hype up like seth rollins and aj yeah, being this can't huge just match say you have three if fucking main events i mean that means i'm going to go put on i'm going to go put on a wrestling promotion every single match going to be the main event you technically it's could be a seven match main event with only seven <laughs> matches. Technically, you could. It sounds like some Tony Khan shit, but um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn <laughs> took on Roman Reigns main and event Solo Sokoa. I loved here that as soon as everybody got into the ring and the announcer, I think his name's Kevin, was trying to announce everything. Uh, um, the wise man, Paul Heyman, who got a huge pop, took the mic and did a huge introduction for... I love Paul Heyman's expressions, by the way. Yeah, he sells it. He is like Academy Award winner Paul Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. Um, he introduced Solo Soko, or just Solo in his mind, Solo and Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. gave the mic back to the announcer. Sami Zayn grabbed it from him um, and apparently said some awesome stuff. I'm sorry, I didn't understand it. Don't know. I don't even know the language, but he was... Yep, you could tell like the people were really feeling it. And, and if real quick, interject. Uh, same thing with, uh, with Ali. 
Uh, Sammy is of the faith in that in in the country. Yep, he got to go, he to, went to go to Mecca. Well. Did all of the things that you know that people in that culture sometimes spend years upon years of saving their entire life and family savings to go visit these places and just got to throw it out there congratulations to sammy and of course ali as well but to have not only their their professional career career come to such a high point uh but it actually was able to deliver them to the the promised land like it's it's legitimate to, to them, yeah. like i said it's it's a dream for some people oh, of that religion there to are go muslims there. that save for their entire life and never get the chance to go and see so, that so 100 what a beautiful thing yeah it's it's great to see that something you can, you love for so much as pro wrestling to be able to deliver you to that to yep. give you the opportunity to go yep. see that so, so saudi just arabia, had to interject in there no no saudi arabia gave uh sammy Zayn the absolute Oh my God! The pop, biggest amount. I mean, he pop. just got that pop in Montreal. Now here he is again, getting it all over again. The they pop absolutely was loved insane. him. Insane. He had a great like introduction. Announced him and Kevin Owens. Came out with a traditional Muslim garb. Yeah, he looked with great. With the belts on top. I mean, I didn't. Was, I don't know if it that's, was awesome. It was good. It was really good. It was really cool. So they they had exactly. I mean, come on, you know exactly what happened in this match. If you didn't watch it, you could pretty much picture what happened. It was great. They were back and forth. They did all their moves. Yep. It's a typical KO Sammy bloodline match. It was actually a real boring match. It really was. Yeah, like up until Roman a did not point, participate very much. He was uh, and just I think standing. That's, I out think of the that way. was that was planned. But uh-huh. just mind you, this is his thousandth day as the undisputed champion. So or just as a WWE to be, champion. I don't yeah, know. his his celebratory right. day of being the thousandth renamed day renamed and changed that title so many damn times. Right. So but, it's supposed to be a big day for him, and this is how he's spending it. And of course, Sammy's getting love, so he is just. Like you said with Bianca, he's really unfolding as the match is coming. Yeah, you know, and, into fruition. And the whole match just it felt slow paced, and mm-hmm. they the were pay per view did. They were very, you know, somebody would hit a move, somebody else would hit a move, and then they'd kind of have a standoff for a couple minutes. Roman wouldn't tag, or he would tag. He'd be outside the ring while Solo was getting double teamed. There wasn't a lot of like. It, it, it wow felt like moments. you kept tapping the gas instead of putting your foot on it. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Uh but it. And, and, and even in a cliche, the Usos showed up. Like, I think everybody... Of course. When they said, oh, the Usos won't be... They'll be happily watching from home. Well, that just means that they're going to be there. Um, so they, they're they there, and you're just like, oh, okay. Well, they're there because, you know, they're they're trying to help Roman. They're trying to help Solo. Yeah, so they're trying to kind of get back to, into the good, good graces yeah, of Yeah, so know? they're trying to take KO and Sammy out, who have been nothing but, obviously, issues to them for a while. Um, they go to take them out, and unfortunately, Sami Zayn blocks the super kicks... And yep. Solo Sokoa gets the super kick party. Uh, yep. his, and his older brothers take he's him dizzy. out. He's dizzy. He's out. He's, he's on out. the ground. And Roman saw all of it. Yep. Now, at and this point, the ref's out, too, because uh, the ref was speared by Roman Reigns. Of course, some type of... Accidentally. Accidental ref interference here. out of the way. Yep. So there's no ref. And it gives the opportunity for them to all kind of talk and about it, what just happened, what's going on. But then after that after that kick, Roman rolls in and it just... Uh, you can see the bloodline just completely unfurling right there in the ring. He yells at them, you ain't the ones no more. Get the hell out of my ring. Starts pushing them, pushing up on Jay. And Jimmy comes out of nowhere and super kicks the hell out of roman and 
I think the entire crowd just kind of went, what? Yeah, I got a huge pop out of me. It's like all this tension that's been building for just months and months is finally happening. And even Jay, know, But even Jay was in like, oh, he was like, what did you just do that of for? Of all people, for it to be Jimmy, you know, I suspected yeah. Solo. I suspected Jay. But until the last week, I, I never would have thought Jimmy. But it's, that's one thing WWE has been great with the Usos if they'd gone back and forth. Because originally Jay was all about the bloodline. Right. And Jimmy was all about, the, about uh, uh, Sammy. And then it kind of swayed the other way. You know, Jimmy wasn't so sure about uh, uh, Sammy anymore towards the end of him being in the yep, bloodline. But now but Jay's Jay defending And then it went Sammy. back and forth and back and forth. And it's been a great dynamic kind of showing that both the brothers have vulnerabilities and both brothers have the capability of not being as level-headed as the other one. And, right. and it kind of shows how these two balance each other out. Because as Jay was like kind of trying to figure out why Jimmy just did that, Jimmy, exactly like you said, he said, I'm your brother, not him. Like, I did this because yep. we should have done, done, done this. You should have done, done, done this. Yep. You know, and he's like, I would never steer you wrong. I'd never treat you like he treated us. Yeah, I you got know? you. And they kicked him again. Yeah. And I, it's, I mean, it obviously set up for, for the end of the match and Sammy and KO gets the, gets the win. And man, I mean, that's I, it. Roman told them like you're not you're yeah. not day one anymore like yeah, that's they're it out, they're out of the bloodline I guess yeah so but I mean I, I, what did the they match, have to lose you know the match was not the greatest no I'll no tell you, especially no for means. especially for a KO Sammy and bloodline match it wasn't the best but yeah. I don't think it wasn't for the wrestling though it was the it story. definitely wasn't and that's we said that at the beginning of this this uh, recording was this paper premium live event was definitely not a wrestler's Matt or a wrestler's uh pay-per-view whatever the fuck it is it was a storytelling and this is the definitive this is like the difference between the wwe crowd and the AEW crowd the ones that are only one or the other is you have wwe has a great way of of pandering to the common audience to the to to the you know everyday fan the young fan they're they're good at at marketing an individual or an idea and and running with it and really putting their heart and soul into it to try to make the most out of it whereas AEW is more focused around the matches it's right, not, not so as much focused the story around line. the storyline there is storyline and this is a lot of criticism that AEW gets is you know oh they don't have storyline I've been a vocal one about it sure. myself but. There's plenty of storyline uh, tomorrow at Double or Nothing. <laughs> there's sometimes more than storyline that goes into matches. And yes, it has a limited amount of life where you can only do dream matches so many times because eventually you see somebody every week doing dream matches. Eventually that person's not really a dream opponent anymore. Right. And I understand it. But this 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 premium live event was so WWE and it was done so well that I wasn't as excited with these matches but the outcomes of everything, yes. the end What's results, to come from this? The, yeah, the the plot lines that have been fed into me by WWE have got me hooked. Right. And I, I, I was very critical about WWE a few months ago, and now I'm just as excited to see Raw coming up tomorrow. Or, I'm sorry, it'll be tonight when you hear this, but in two <laughs> days when it finally comes What's on. actually going to come, come from this? I love it because I'm finally excited. Not finally, but I'm still excited to see WWE, even though it's not the AEW product that I originally started watching when we got back into wrestling. And I've grown to re enjoy the WWE product again. And this was a pay-per-view premium live event that did exactly that for me. Yeah, it gives you something to look forward to. It gives you a storyline to hold on to. And I don't know, me personally, after all of this was done, I'm thinking Solo versus Roman at the next pay-per-view, which is Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, and we're not damn done. damn it, if you don't put EO Sky as the winner of the women's Money in the Bank, Triple H, EO you Sky are slacking. And Asuka? 
what to have them wrestle yeah. i've been waiting for that for a long yeah. time don't get me started on that one thing that i really thought was interesting is they had the match between bianca belair and oscar oscar won the won the belt she's right. the raw women's champion on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Then immediately thereafter, we had Rhea Ripley versus Natalia, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. On Raw. I felt like, oh, they purposefully did that so that there could be like maybe an Asuka, Rhea Ripley like transaction where they trade the belts or something right, happens, right. but they didn't do anything with it. And I don't understand what the intentions of that are. I feel like if they're they're going to do that, they're going to do that on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I, I I don't think they're going to waste the time on especially a premium live event because nobody really wants to see that. Just uh, weird. It's no, I so I hundred percent agree. I agree, but I feel like if they are going to do that, they need to do it on a Raw or SmackDown. So More yeah, hopefully, Raw. hopefully this week it will happen. But you know, Oscar just won that belt. Now she has to transfer belts, so it's like new streak. It's the whole thing is weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a weird missed opportunity, even to have them like lock eyes with each other, something. Yeah, even in the but back, like a happened. backstage segment, something. Yeah, I mean, something. honest to God, that would be an amazing match between the two of them. I just thought just it would be fun. Just have a champion versus a champion match for bragging rights. Well, I mean, Rhea's so cocky. I thought it would be fun if maybe she was like, oh, you're the new champion. Well, you know, why don't you fight me and see who's the best? Just for shits right. and giggles. Right. You're going to tell me no one wants to watch that? Oh, I'd love to see that. That would be phenomenal. I'd love so, to see that. Something that they could do, but didn't do here, so... That was pretty much uh, everything that happened at Night of Champions. Wasn't fantastic. It wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. So Not bad for a one o'clock pay-per-view. Not bad for a one o'clock pay-per-view where everybody was probably extremely tired from all that oh, traveling. Oh, I couldn't imagine. But, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to sell the angle that they were all on Friday Night Smackdown the night, like what, 16 hours prior? Uh, yeah, they literally hopped on a plane and went straight Strong, there. They, they left. Got off the plane, got into their gear, and They had wrestled. a plane sitting on top of the uh, the stadium where WWE Smackdown was being <laughs> broadcast, and they flew. Uh, but that will do it for our WWE coverage. Uh, we also will be doing uh, w- or WWE AEW Double or Nothing, which will be tomorrow. Uh, that'll be either later on in this podcast, or it might just be in a second podcast depending on how long we go please flip the cassette over to side b to continue the adventure Hello, friends, and welcome back. We are just finishing up Double or Nothing with AEW, and again, we're just going to jump right into it and talk a little bit about it because it was uh, something to be talked about. It was a roller coaster of, of emotions. Yeah, it really uh, I'm was. I'm not sure if that was a good thing, especially for the first half of this. Uh, it started off real nice. Yeah, it started uh, off we fantastic. Did, we did have the pre-show where uh, Matt Hardy, uh, or I'm sorry, the Hardys and Hook took on Ethan Page and the Ass Boys and the... Uh, the Hardys and Hook ended up coming out on top. Congratulations to them. He now owns uh, Ethan, Ethan Page's, Page's contract, contract, thanks to the Ass Boys. Uh, but it was such a bleak dot on the. It, that, honestly, it was probably one of the, a better match than some of the matches that started. Uh, yeah, Jeff or took nothing. a weird fall, but you um, know, stuff happens. But we started off double or nothing with the twenty-one man blackjack battle royale for the inter for Orange Cassidy's Intercontinental Championship international He's, or inter, championship international <laughs> uh, Orange obviously at a severe disadvantage having yes. to defend against twenty other guys. He's already gone. I think it was twenty-two and zero, and so this would be this was his twenty-third defense. Uh, he's beat up. His back's hurt. He comes out with more tape every single week. Yep. Uh, and 
I I really had a had a good hope for this pay per view because it, this this match like really set it off. We it was a really, great way to start it off. You like, know, we were excited for it to begin with. But yeah. it, it, as it progressed, it was just little storylines here and there. It, it was within, good. And what was cool too was they didn't worry about packing the buy in filled with with right. matches. It was nice. They put the one buy in match and then they gave ten minutes for everybody to get their own entrance, come out, get their minute, and as soon as Orange Cassidy's uh, intro was over the actual pay-per-view started so right. they timed it so perfectly and, and i felt i i felt nice it was like i didn't have to rush to get to the pre-show if i miss the pre-show it's just one match usually they'll have like three because we always expect there to be like three matches right and it just didn't it didn't pan out that way so it just no. worked out real well they did some interviews with renee uh stokely um she wanted to call him big show but paul white i I didn't catch who the other guy was but it was really good they had some good interviews and that was very interesting but again they gave everybody their moment everybody came out to the ring and it was classic battle royale you know as far as casino battle royale casino battle royale starts in the ring yep uh well but there was a lot of people outside of the ring at first so you know you have your your typical people that are going to run in your faces well, that run the, in and they make fight it very and... apparent that in order to be to start you have to cross the ropes and put both feet in the ring if you don't yeah. do that you technically don't even start yeah so, so why jump in immediately right. you know stick around one of those little rules that makes up. everybody get out of the way so you Classic can have only 10 move. people in the ring <laughs> uh good match they had a lot of good spots nobody looked weak uh there wasn't any and i hate like using kofi kingston as the like the standard but i really think he's like the standard in rumbles nowadays, there of wasn't course. any Kofi Kingston moments. Uh, Orange Cassidy got dangled a couple times, uh, and it ended up getting down to the final four: Big Bill, Penta, Swerve, and Orange Cassidy. And I, I couldn't I, have called that four people. No, no. And of course, you and I are sitting there talking about, oh, maybe Jay White's actually going to win this because we both guessed it was yeah. going to be Jay oh, White. Oh, then maybe it's Butch. Then, then maybe five, it's this. But, but like five seconds later, every time we brought somebody up, there they go over the top rope. Yep. Uh, but it was really good. Got down to the last four. I liked how they built it up so that. Uh, Penta, the you know the mart- martyr of everybody, he gets thrown out first, uh-huh. uh, so that he makes the other three look good. You have Big Bill, the monster, who looks like he's uh, the sure win, and then you've got Swerve, who's always the sneaky one, and you've got right. the face Orange Cassidy. It was like the perfect combination. Of it the really last was four the perfect guys. combination, and you had Penta and Swerve, who've worked together in Lucha Underground. Uh, right. Pen- uh, Swerve being um, kill shot, kill shot. Thank you. Oh my God, it was slipping my mind. But so you know, they've obviously had known each other for a while. Right. Brian Cage was around for a while too, so it was kind of funny. It was like, yo, these guys used to all work together. Um, but it came down to the final four. Of course, everybody made everybody else look good. Penta went out quick, which you should have known because he looked way too good. We, we, yeah, way too strong going into the <laughs> final four. Uh, especially being known. a tag team and a trio. Yeah. He's the ROH tag champion. Yeah, but Big Bill actually knocked him out, and I wasn't mad about that. I actually I geeked was, out for a second. A bit, I was like, yeah. okay, that's good. There was a little once Jay, once Jay White was out of the match, I was like, oh, it's Orange Cassidy all day. Yeah. Like, those were the two I was going back and forth, and right up like an hour before we made our selections, or I'm sorry, the match started when we made our predictions. Uh, by the way, use at, or I'm sorry, hashtag CAW predictions next time we're doing a pay-per-view. Get in on the action. We just kind of have fun with who's doing the predictions and who can guess it right. Love to see what um, you guys think. But, but as soon as Jay White got thrown out, I was it was instantly, oh, Orange Cassidy's got this all day. Yeah. Uh, but when it was them, just Big Bill, 
Swerve, and Orange. I was really kind of hoping Big Bill was going to get that push because I really enjoyed Big Bill when he was Big Cass in right. uh, WWE. I think he's had like a great journey from being down low to up where he's yeah. at now. And he had some good moments in, in this last you know, a uh, little bit between the three of them. Um, yeah, they really established him as like a really massive star. Like, which a, they should. I mean, like size-wise. They really should, you know. He is. But then it came down to, to Swerve and Orange Cassidy, and it was literally edge of your seat. We really didn't know who was going to win it. Swerve is just so good. He makes everybody look really good. Obviously, Orange was making, is really good at making everybody else look good. But they got on the apron, and that's when, you know, the butt cheeks clench. It's like, who's really going to get it, you know? I love There's the There's going to be though. some crazy most, moves. It was the most Orange Cassidy thing that's ever happened in all of a Battle Royale. Yeah, I mean, they're out on the apron. Swerve and Orange Cassidy One of those, like, why doesn't everybody do this? Of course. And then he gears up, and he's like, you know, Orange Punch. Clearly, that's what I'm going to do. Nope. He just just kicks his arm, kicks his arm, and Swerve falls to the ground. And Orange Cassidy Pulls a retains. Paul Turner and just kicks his arm. <laughs> and yeah, it was the greatest. It was one of the one of the better battle royales of AEW. Yes, all time because the whole thing made sense because you had you had Keith Lee, Brian Cage, Swerve, who obviously have something going on. Right, um, Dustin Rhodes was in there with them. Yeah, exactly. Dustin Rhodes was in there. You had Jay White, you had Juice robinson and ricky stark yep. so there was that dynamic it was just layered with all these Butcher people that trying were to take chunks of meat out of everybody's ass smart move you know really but there good. was a lot of storyline that was laid down and furthered other people's stories in right. addition to furthering orange cassidy as one of the best champions in and aw again, history I, really I tweeted about it and i'm i'm not even joking you brought this up off mic he has had 23 title defenses, and I think Roman's had, what, like 26? I think he's had 28. 28. So, I mean, in a fraction of the time, my man has been able to defend his title. Yep. Like, I... It's going to get to a point where he literally king. can't. It's sloth, sloth style king. Sloth style, baby. It's going to get to a point where he can't get off the couch, and he's just going to be like, whatever. Like, I can't do this anymore. Talk about Roman And or just, orange? like, give it... Well, <laughs> I meant orange. He's just going to give up the belt and be like, here, whatever. I, I just can't. I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's not yeah. even going to lose it. He's going to be like, yeah, it's fine here. Just Dan Housen. Surpri- that's what this. I thought they were doing with this, and I'm surprised that's not where it went already. They did it perfect. Couldn't have done it better. Great way to start off the show, uh, and then it got a little weird from here. So Adam Cole made Bay-bay. his debut. <laughs> made his, made debut, his, baby. his debut back in AEW a couple months ago. Um, had a match against Daniel Garcia, and it's been relatively quiet. There hasn't been a lot, and then he starts feuding with Chris Jericho. They had this real short build into this match, and they ended up setting up this unsanctioned match. Right. Obviously, Roderick Strong and, and Chris Jericho's right, right. match set this up, too. But. So all these things accumulate. you got the JAS, Roderick Strong, and and uh, Adam Cole beat the hell out of Jericho in their Anywhere Falls match between him and Roderick Strong. Uh, so you really thought they were going to go all out. It's an unsanctioned match. Yeah, it, I mean, that match with Roderick was great. Oh, yeah. It's close to opening the the, the pay-per-view right after a a, uh, a battle royale. Yeah, like, oh, man, two this is huge be... names in wrestling. Yeah, and Jericho's not one to really you know miss. And same thing with Adam Cole. Like He delivers every time. Of That's course. why everybody loves him. Um, they had Sabu debut with him last week. Is kind of like a pseudo-redragon, uh, I, I guess. And then this match happened, and it was one of the worst matches of the night. It was it one was of the worst weird. AEW now, pay-per-view matches that I've seen. Let me preface this by saying I don't think there was any justice for anybody in the pay-per-view because 
the crowd was a wet I, I'll fart. give you that. The crowd was not there, especially for the first half. Right. But I now, was this match worthy I, of, a, I can't, uh, of a, an applause? I can't applause even make an argument that that crowd was or, the reason why this match sucks so bad. But it made it so much worse. Oh, like, 100%. It made but do you blame awkward. them? No. For an no. unsanctioned match, number one, why was there a referee there? Right. Number two, why were there like... I it just it didn't feel like an unsanctioned match. It, if anything, this should this should have opened the show. Like I understand they agreed, did the, the entrances. Or agreed. It sh- I don't know. It did it wasn't not good, feel important. And it, ended, it didn't feel violent. It yeah. didn't feel dangerous. Like it was. And supposed it was weird. To. Like why did they decide to put this on the same pay per view that they were heavily promoting an anarchy in the arena match? Right. So it's really hard to have the same exact vibe for two matches and not do the same exact ideas because you've got all of Blackpool Combat Club facing all of the elite. That's eight people. Pure pandemonium ends up happening, of course. I could tell you that it without you seeing it. It felt like a dangerous match. It, it felt did. like somebody was going to get hurt. Yeah. And for being... Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, unsanctioned match, beat the shit well, out of each other. speaking of Britt Baker, I think the only thing that was really interesting about the match was Britt Baker came out with a kendo stick and beat the shit out but of Chris even Jericho. Then, came but out then, for what, two minutes? Chris, Chris Jericho and then really never got back up. No, I know. I don't know if he got hurt. That was the plan. It was awkward. All of the above. I really don't know. But I don't it know, ended yeah. and Aubrey was like, he can't fight anymore. And he had a black eye. It and it was, it was so really strange. Weird. It was Adam Cole was dropping hammer fists on Jericho. Like uh-huh. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And Aubrey's just standing there. Adam Cole stops and resumes punching him. And then Aubrey walks in and says, all right, he can't. It's, that's it. It was, it was the weirdest ending to a match that should have been... One of the most like jaw dropping matches, yeah. especially with the the men that were in it. The you've got Chris Jericho, who's like I said, he always delivers on his matches, right. especially in these pay per view yeah. matches. So Adam what Cole happened? The same way. I don't know. I don't think it was an injury. I really don't. I that think, would be the only thing that would make sense because okay, he physically can't fight, but I mean, he cut a promo afterwards with a black eye. I I, I think that's the way it was supposed to go, yeah. and I just don't it think it weak. resonated well. It, it really was wasn't. It wasn't a good match, and I wasn't really paying. I was and unable to pay attention at the beginning because we were unfortunately doing a couple of things. I never even saw Sabu. I don't remember seeing him more than mentioned more than once. It was it was odd. I, I thought he was supposed to be like a special enforcer. Maybe he was going to get involved, but I don't remember seeing him Same. more than in the beginning. No. And they didn't, like, I, I just... Did no justice for this match. No, no. It, it was unfortunate because I was really looking forward to this yep. match. Because it feels like Adam Cole is definitely going on for like a championship run, trying to build up for like a huge match. Right, and but then, I just don't feel like this was good What enough. do you do after this? Like, now you've got to do something else. This can't be... The well, up and up for Adam up, Cole. Where do you go up from here? It was so it was you so You can't. Flat. You need another good match just to build that back up. So, you know, I hate to say it, and it's nothing against Adam Cole, but Chris Jericho can put over anybody. So what happened here? Yeah, I don't know. It was either... Hopefully we'll find out. These two just didn't click on, on the same tracks with one another, or it was just an off night, or this, this 100% or something just happened. didn't... I, I, I think this is starting to play into the... The Outcasts and Britt Baker and Soraya, because now they have this tag match between yeah. her, uh, between Chris Jericho, Soraya, and Adam Cole and Britt Baker on Wednesday. And I just, that storyline's been real rough to get by. And yeah. I mean, I think. Hopefully they pull out something really good for Dynamite. I mean, yeah, hopefully, because the, the, that, uh, it's just not doing it for me. No. Nope. Hopefully this bleeds into something much bigger. That was and a better, fail for me. But it, yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Um, what did do it for me? 
was the AEW Tag Team Championship match between FTR, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. I thought it was really fun. I mean, you knew There's it was going to be interesting. Nothing glitzy or glamorous no, about this match. Just Karen it is, Jarrett. It, yeah, Karen, <laughs> there, was a, there was one spot that was great. Um, but honest to God, this was just two really good tag teams. It going was back pure entertainment with, with Mark Briscoe and the camo referee outfit. It felt like a match between two tag teams more so than it did a tag team championship match. And yes. that may sound weird, but I really enjoyed it because I was I was more involved in the storyline between FTR, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe being like the the you know the oddball, the one that right. you don't know how it's going to go because he's been angered by both sides. Exactly, and Mark comes down and you know says multiple times, right down the middle. I'm gonna right call down, right the down the middle, middle baby. He did. He called he this really match did. right down the middle. He was a fantastic ref, like for real. Yeah. If he needs a backup job, I know, right? He was a great ref. He really did. He called it right down the middle. But Jeff Jarrett came out in complete heel fashion. Had two guitars, one with Dax, one with Cash on it. Uh, didn't quite get used the way they wanted. Uh, Karen Jarrett came down, ended up plastering Aubrey Edwards with a guitar. Actually, yeah, it didn't. Bump. She didn't get a good, real, real good, like centered hit on it. But she looked like she caught her with the edge. Yeah. But either way, you know, golf clap to uh, Aubrey Edwards for taking that bump. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A lot of the Wasn't refs. The only in, one. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of refs take bumps in this in this pay per view. They do. Um. But overall, great match. I really enjoyed this, and it felt. It, it unfortunately it, it it felt the effects of the match that happened prior, so it took me a little bit to get involved in it. But once I did, it was good. The ending the wrestling was, was good. great. The story was good. It, uh, it Mark Briscoe gets blasted with a guitar. Of yep, course, it all happens exactly he how you think it it's gonna. Je- uh, Jeff Jarrett turns on Mark Briscoe and you know starts treating him not nice, and that goes and kind of bites him in the ass. And FTR ends up winning, retaining their titles, and I thank God that it started to get a little better from here. Like really, like it was just at this point we were we were not really feeling the greatest, especially after that, that right initial match. right. So it was like build the steam, like we need this, we need the momentum. This crowd needs to wake up, and of course you got seven. Everybody star needs FTR. to win. I mean, come on, exactly. Like, they always deliver, and I hate and Jeff Jarrett's another one of those like Chris Jericho's for me. Like I'm supposed to hate him, and I've hate him every time I see him on TV because that's what he does. Like he does his job very very well, and I, they did that tonight. The TNT title was on the line in a ladder match against Wardlow and Christian Cage. Uh, wow. I mean, Christian Cage obviously knows a thing or two about ladder matches. Yes, yes. Um, so to have him come in here, of course, it was part of the story. and needed to happen. The ladder match made sense. Let's be thankful. It looks like everybody made, made yeah. it out okay on the yep. other end of this match. Yeah, last time Luchasaurus was involved in anything that had to do with you know, ladders, tables, and chairs. Yeah. Oh uh, my! Didn't, didn't work it too out too it, too well. It well, it worked work out great out for well. him, but not his opponent. Yep. There were a lot of bumps. Um, Luchasaurus was not as involved as I had imagined it would be. Which so was it was surprising. good. It was good. It needed to be that way so Christian could actually get in a good yeah, match with Wardlow. Christian looked great. What are we doing with Luch though? I don't know. I he, don't know. He had a little bit to do with the match, but nothing more than uh, you know. Sanjay Dutt would have had with with Lethal, but I, I'm okay with that because I think it was really important to give Christian yeah. his time. Uh, the crowd was loving to yell "turtleneck" at him yes. the entire time. Poor guy I mean, was he like was half distracted. A sleeveless turtleneck. Who he always wears, wears a sleeveless turtleneck. We, we know somebody who wears a hoodie with a, with no sleeves. Who does that? If why are you wearing? Are you talking about John Moxley? No, well, yeah, no, we're talking about Tyler. <laughs> Oh like, yeah, why, would you, why it's do you a weird wear, look. Who wears hoodies without sleeves? Yeah, oh, well, maybe like, that's Christian's doing that on purpose. It's like wearing know? assless pants. <laughs> 
Um, as every ladder match lately in AEW, um, the ladder got absolutely annihilated at one point. Wardlow, well, yeah, Wardlow jumps really off the top thought, rope while Jericho or Jericho while Christian's on the ladder and about destroys it. I'm surprised that thing held up as uh-huh. well as it did. Yeah, he, that's right. He jumped from the ropes onto the uh, onto the ladder, and it just. It just splintered. The legs like splintered. And I love how they're out. still trying to, the steel ladder splintering. Like steel doesn't splinter. Right. <laughs> it's fiberglass. But um, I, I, He tries to climb it. Yeah, and I think Bryce Remsburg like shouted, like, like absolutely we don't not. need Bully Ray yelling at us again. <laughs> like stop. I thought the first thing ladder. I thought. Plus one, one benefit he Taz did have, yelling. it was definitely not the ladder. Like, yeah. you know that ladder. When the ladder matches start, you know when there's going to be a ladder what, spot. What, the one that can reach? Or if there's going to be almost, the, yeah, if the match is almost over. Because the matches, when the match is almost over, the ladder goes the 12 practically foot. goes yeah. to the damn belt. The 12-foot goes up but there. But when it's Jeff Hardy and there's a table and somebody exactly. gets hit. And you get the 6-foot out. You get the 6-foot. You know you're getting the swanton. You know, you might even get swerved <laughs> with the 8-foot. And you're like, well, if he stood on top. Maybe if he jumps on top of Matt's, to. Matt's shoulders, maybe. By the way, we do need to have a talk with Jeff Hardy. And if he has yeah, another ladder match, violations. you're not allowed to talk or to stand on the second to last or the top rung of the ladder. Correct. It is against the ladder safety issue. Yes. You know, also, three points of three points contact, contact is all extremely time. important. Two toes while you're doing a front flip right. is just not going to do it for us, Mr. That's, Hardy. That's OSHA violations all day. But uh, uh, great, <laughs> great match. Imagine if wrestling actually had it. to like to pander to OSHA standards. They're like, well, There's we're not going to cover boots, uh, safety glasses, hearing protection. We're not going to cover protection. Brother Zay's uh, injury because he wasn't wearing protective gear. Could you imagine Jeff Hardy wearing a, a like a strap and a harness? So every time he does a swanton, it gently lowers him down <laughs> on top of his opponent. I do like that they really drove home on that last unsanctioned match. That if somebody got home, they wouldn't pay for it or got, or hurt, got hurt, they wouldn't yeah. get paid for it. But there was a ref um, there. There, there was, was a ref, a ref for it. There was a count. But I really thought it was funny that they kept saying that. And I was like, this guy just came back from a concussion. And they're straight saying that if something happens to him, they're not going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. We know you just got better, but. You signed up for it. Also, no interaction from anybody outsider interaction, really. Like, yeah, not really. Weird. Not we're, really. we're going back to that match. That was odd. So, I have a lot of questions. I don't know. Wardlow ends up retaining his title. Uh, as he should. As he should. I think we move on or we put. Luchasaurus up against yeah. Wardlow. Uh, something needs to happen with Wardlow because he is such a good talent, and they give him a belt, and then they just let him sit there in the water and and you know tread water. And I don't know what they're doing with him, and I just want to see him more. I want to see Wardlow powerbomb more people that yep. are worth it, that are actually a challenge for him. New storylines. Come up with something hobs. different. Find something that's really so. Find somebody that's really good on the mic that can come out there and challenge Wardlow, have a good little run for a while. He needs it. He deserves it. He's a great champion. Like he really he, He's is. a great... I, I, I love Wardlow. Like, as a person, you know, he's such a humble dude and a sweet guy, and, like, I want to root for him. But the storylines just keep falling flat. So bring yep. in... I don't know. Here's, here's the first person that came to mind. Jay Lethal, and have him face Wardlow so that somebody's on the mic, somebody can talk smack... Wardlow can but kind still of pose a challenge. Yeah, exactly. So it can be like spiced up and interesting. And let's let's move Christian on to somebody else that's not uh, Wardlow or Jungle Boy, uh, please. <laughs> so go ahead and, and uh, go to the bathroom, get your snack, whatever you need to do. 
I, I I'm I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because the this podcast is already going to be long enough. This one bummed me out, guys. We really don't. Uh, we really try to focus on the positive here. Of course. And I, you know, coming off my comments after the Jericho Adam Cole match, I I just I'm hating this Outcasts storyline with Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, whatever Sky it's Blue. It's too forced. Whoever. I can't stand it anymore. It's I just, really don't like it we either. We had. Uh, the, for the women's title, Jamie Hayter uh, versus Tony Storm. Now, it's been talked about in the rumor mills on the dirt sheets that Jamie Hayter has been hurt. She's been hurt for the past two weeks. Right. And there's never really been a clear, decisive report saying that she is fully cleared or fully healed. So kind of questionable about what's going on going into this. Yeah, the they're kind of playing the Cody angle where it's like she's coming in hurt, but she wants to right. fight. You know, um, we start the match. You got Tony Storm comes out with her music. Uh, and I immediately it starts off like, okay, we're really going to do this yeah. starts off where Jamie Hayter's music plays. She doesn't come out, come, it plays again. And then she's being attacked by, uh, Ruby and, uh, Soraya, Soraya thank instantly you. hating it. It's already not yeah, liking the it. Cause you can see about it. It's a championship the match. The writing is all over the wall because I was praying that everybody was wrong. You oh, know, yeah. I try not to believe the dirt and sheets. They, I try not to believe the rumor mills. And it felt like they were going to do that. Cause she gets in the ring and, and like, she like kind of pushes everybody off. What bothers me is nobody's come down to help her. Right. Nobody has come. They, they have had weeks right. and weeks of issues with these, and, with these other two, other, all three of these girls. And if not Jamie's hurt like that, why would she even defend her championship? But if she is hurt, why? Where's where was Hikaru Shida? She comes in later. Uh huh. Where was where was Britt Baker? She shows up without an issue. She oh, never no. got attacked. Yeah, they showed up for uh, uh, the other I, match. Oh yeah, they showed up for Jericho's match. Oh yeah. It just, it was like, okay, so she comes out, she's able to ward all three of them off, she jumps in the ring, and like a true fighting champion, she's like, yo, let's go, let's fight. And it was the sloppiest, sluggish match. Weakest. Maybe lasted, what, horrible. three and a half minutes. Tony, Tony Storm hit the late, like, I've I've been critical about her Storm Zero, it's just a, a, a I don't know if it's the move, it's the, like, the uh, the drag pile driver, uh -huh. I hate it, and it was just as, The hip attack the always comes in hard, but it was just so weak. And yeah, she drops her, and she pins her. She pins her, and even the celebration afterwards, it was just and like... They, yeah, they, they... A wet fart. I don't know started, how else to they, describe it. Nobody cared. They start attacking her, and then finally people come out. And that was it. Who cares? It was, it was the. Uh, it was you so bad. You can't recover from that. It was and is so it, bad. And what is it? Oh, we're afraid to run the Thunder Rosa thing again, where somebody's hurt. Then, are we, then is hear that, me are, out. Are they waiting for? That's collision? ridiculous. No, no, no. That's ridiculous because if something like that happened, Jamie Hader's hurt. Okay, she can't defend the championship. Do exactly like NXT just did. Fine, we're having a tournament. Yep, we're having a tournament, and it starts tonight. Jamie Hader can't fight. They had what? Tony Storm's weeks? in the in the tournament. We're gonna start the tournament. It's mm -hmm. night one tonight, and whoever wins progresses on to the next one. Dynamite's yep. the next match. Like, come on, guys. Yep. They had three weeks to be able to to come up with a backup plan. That was just was so it. weak, unplanned. I, I just I didn't want, like it. I want to get it involved in the women's the wind division out of it. I want to get involved. I want to be excited to see. Well, the, these women get on screen and it just this you is just not doing wait it. a few more minutes because yeah. if we eventually do get it. 
Yeah, but, but up I, until it, here, but it's even that's an isolated thing. The women's division AEW is struggling so much, and I hate saying that mm-hmm. because I'm They're not way too trying focused to talk on bad. the outcast yeah. and Britt and Hikaru Shida being a separate thing. They're way too worried about taking these women's matches and making them tag matches. You know, if it didn't work out for WWE, I don't know why AEW thinks it's going to work out for them. And forever, Jamie Hayter was in a tag match with Britt Baker. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I want to see Jamie defending it. So it's just. I loved her reign as champion. It was so good. But I feel like it's tainted just like Tony Storm's first run was. Right. You know, oh, I'm interim, but now I really am. You know, and I'm sorry it didn't work out the first time. But this is such a bad way to start out Tony's second reign as the champion. Right. I'm not excited about it now. Yeah, I didn't like it. All right. The next match, although a great match, we don't want to spend too much time on because nothing super progressed from this storyline wise. But uh, the trio's title open challenge match between the House of Black and they had basically an open challenge, like I just said. Right. Um, And they claimed they hinted out at uh, Rampage. Yep. And lo and behold, they show up, and everybody loves the acclaimed. Everybody does love but the acclaimed. Unfortunately, the house always wins, and they did tonight. They defended their titles, and they continue on their reign as the six man tag team champions in AEW. And God, I love it. You're not even going to talk about what Max Caster said about Buddy. Oh my God, Buddy! He's <laughs> being cucked by a boy named Dominic. It's so good. If you if it, oh, you got to go back and watch his raps. It's on AEW's social media. It's so good. Always worth the listen, but he really, really dug into everybody on this one. He actually, See, he I told actually you we got had some more audio queued up. On yeah, he got Brody to to crack. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a easy thing to do. That no, is, that man looks angry and tough all the time, even when he has his what it's like three year old daughter. He still looks like he's got to, about to tear the world right. in half. Uh, great match between the two tag teams. Not a lot to unpack from this. Uh, just another match to get the six-man tag titles on the pay-per-view, fill another 20, 30-minute void. Great match. Billy trios, Ass kills yeah. it. I'm sorry, Trios. Billy Ass kills it. The Acclaim kills it. The just House gives another it. win to the House, which is great. Keeps their, their reign going. I love what they're doing together. I love all the matches they've been having with everybody. I'm just waiting for that opportunity for, like, I guess Forbidden Door or something because they always mention one rule, but they never really touch on it. Is that any three people can make right? It doesn't matter who a trio is. and and challenge the House of Black. That means the sky's the limit. Anybody yeah. can do it. So that's that's always an interesting aspect to it. Absolutely. All right, so here comes the time where the ladies finally do absolutely kick it into gear, and from here on out, everything gets. Very, very exciting. But see, I don't feel like I feel like Jade Cargill is not even part of the women's division. She's like above the women's division. She's above like everybody in AEW. She's indestructible. This is this would be her 60th win if she yep. wins it. So obviously a huge, huge win Another, for Jade. Uh, a rematch against Taya Valkyrie, who, who wrestled her for uh, was like four or five matches ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she could use. Uh, they can use the Jaded or the the Road to Valhalla. Everything, yeah, everything's this, open. You know? uh, a monumental 60th ma- uh, uh, match. And uh, wow, she, she Taya, pulls it off. Taya makes Jade look phenomenal, and not that oh, yeah. Jade needed the extra push, but Every Taya w- just made everything look really good. Jade pulled out some moves that she literally has never moved. Every big match that she's in lately, every new one she's she's adding to her repertoire. I know she's been working with Brian Danielson. Yeah, it uh, shows. But she is improving her move set to not just your standard big haymaker, big boot, jaded. 
you know, she's actually doing some aerial moves. She's uh-huh. doing a lot of, of ground moves. She she's got like, up on the top ropes and yep, jumped it, off. It was she's impressive. Really, it's, she's developing very nicely. Yep. And uh, she pulls she did, it off. did a great job here. And... Uh, what I did like was uh, Taya hit the road to Valhalla on Jade. Jade kicked out. Jade hit the jaded on Taya and Taya does not kick out. Yeah. So uh, that was a very interesting part of it. And of course, you want to know how that's going to happen with the with the whole jaded in the road to Valhalla. And there's a huge celebration afterward. This is 60 and 0 for Jade Cargill. She's been yep. wrestling just over two years. It's huge. Mark Sterling gets in. Huge celebration. He's like, listen, you know, I, the, she's beat everybody in AEW. Like, we will ha- we will challenge this belt like right here, right now. Like, we will do this. But, you know, it's just too Any, bad she, because there isn't anybody around that could possibly challenge right now for Jade's belt. And boy, was everybody wrong. You want to talk about a pop? Oh, my God. You want to talk about a my pop? My girl, my girl, Chris Statlander, comes She's back, back from an baby. injury. She's back. She rushes to the ring and In just gear. lays out. Oh, my God. So good. It was like a 45-second match. She gets her. And she pins her. And Chris Statlander, ladies and gentlemen, and is your new TBS champion. Your Only second the second person to person ever hold, to hold the title. Congratulations. The at 60 and 1. I don't know what Jade was thinking. It almost it backfired almost the last time it she did the stupid open challenge. It ended for Jade better. Oh my they god, so good. Story so good. Perfectly. I gotta I gotta I gotta turn the music off, I guess, before we get copyrighted straight. Yeah, but. It made sense the way it ended. It was perfect. She whooped uh, Taya's ass. It was a great match. It was phenomenal. It was really a good match and between then the two of the them. The cockiness of Jade, which was always a yep. big thing about her, finally gonna, went against we, her. It was one of those things that everybody knew that was going to be her downfall. That's yep. how every quote unquote bully is. Is it's always like the downfalls, the cockiness. Yeah, the, I'm never gonna. You're never gonna be best. I'm better than everybody. And then. There's always somebody better. There's always somebody yep. that does that move quicker, that hits harder, exactly. that can put you in a submission just a little bit more to make it hurt that much, oh. that can jump higher. And, 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 and who better? And that for over a year with Jade. She just hit a year, and then 60-1, and one, Chris Statlander comes back from her second knee injury on her other yep. leg. There's not a better, honest oh to God, God, deserving champion. Between her and Orange Cassidy, these two oh, have been working... They're fucking both Day champions in. together. Uh, we didn't even mention that. Actually, Trent Beretta saved he Orange Cassidy and took a bullet. Otherwise, Orange who? Cassidy would have gotten knocked out. Somebody went to hit uh, Cassidy with a big boot. It might have been Big Bill. It more than likely was. And uh, Trent pushed Orange out of the way, took one to the grill, and got eliminated. Saved Some true Orange. best friend shit right there. So, yeah, we got two best friends with belts. And these two have been killing it in AEW. They've been holding up. Talk about f- pillars. You know, oh, they've yeah, been holding sure. down the division for a really know, long time. How, I'm so happy for I don't know Chris. how Orange isn't considered a pillar, but congratulations to Chris Statlander. So happy. She's such but a if great person. If you're going to bring up the pillars, we're going to have to talk about the next match. <sighs> so many this people was, were hating on this, this and not was, okay, excited and about I'm it. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Going into this match, I was not happy with the buildup. I was not happy with the four pillars interaction with one another. I was not happy. I was not happy for this match to happen. I wasn't excited for this match to happen. I was only excited to f- to see how they were going to make uh-huh. this play out. And for what me, they this was the best match out. by far, wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise, 100%. You want to talk about surprise and make me jump off the couch? Story that was Chris Statlander. If you want to talk about just pure match because it's fun, 
that's going to be the BCC. And, and the we'll elite. get to that. But this was incredible. So it blew the expectations, I believe, out of the water. I mean, if you for a second hesitated on, on any of these guys and thought that none of them could win, every single person all, got yeah. an opportunity to win. There's this an match. alternate universe where all three of the other uh, of uh, the other others uh-huh. won, the, won their respective belts. Did and, you notice that everybody got a special entrance except for Jungle Boy? No, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I did not realize I'm that. I'm still well, waiting on the heel turn. If we're going to talk about entrances, uh, we're also going to have to point out congratulations to uh, Ty and Sammy. They yes. announced tonight with a classic uh, trope of Sammy's yes. with the cue cards that they're having a wee little baby. Oh, lad. Great. It's another gross little Sammy with stupid hair. Congratulations to them. <laughs> Always good to see good things happening to good people. Yep. I don't know them personally, and I know their heels on TV, but I'm Woo. sure they're not that awful and human M- beings. JF's entrance was sick. He oh, came man. down in the throne. With that the devil throne, mask, the the landing of the I, throne on the on the stage, and the snap of the music was just mm, flawless. So good. Chef's kiss, chef's kiss. This match from beginning to end was amazing. There was I, no downfall. There was no bad moment. There was no any end, any outcome no. could have been great. They had of a four way submission between all four members. They had the Beautiful. classic: I punch you, and then you turn to him, and you punch him, and yes. you turn to him, and you punch him. You do Everybody your move, I do my moves. move. It was. Everything that you could ever want in this match. Yep. It looks like the Young Bucks maybe like helped them do this match, helped this construct this match because it was very typical of like how their matches are where oh, like yeah. that exact thing. And MJF's getting good at that too where, you know, you have the one, two, one, two, one, yep. two, and it's going Although back and I forth. I will argue. That happens a lot in this I too. will argue, and I hope they take, take this into account. There was a point where Jungle Boy rolls up MJF he gets to two. Darby Allen jumps over and grabs MJF's legs and brings him down closer on the other side, bringing the pin in tighter, not breaking Jungle Boy's pin, but in fact cinching it in harder. And the referee stopped the count and counted from Darby Allen's shoulders trying to pin. And I think that's bullshit. Well, there's a lot going on, and obviously, bullshit. It's not supposed to Better be. Better like refereeing. That. No more ladder holding. I believe that was Bryce Remsburg. Don't you dare talk about Bryce Remsburg. Actually, I thought it was Paul. Either way. Don't you dare talk about Paul Turner like that. Well, they're not treating the refs good either way because Aubrey Everett got hit with a fucking guitar. We haven't even gotten to what happened in the next match. Either way, (laughs) MJF takes advantage of the no DQ rule in a a fatal four match and throws the belt on top of... Jungle Boy, as Darby Allen goes to hit a coffin drop, Sammy was, was out cold. That the downfall of Darby Allen today, he really wanted really? to hit yeah. that Had coffin it, drop. He, it, but it, it, I feel like it's perfect <laughs> for Tony Hawk pro skater character that he is. It is because because when I used to play SmackDown. On PlayStation, I had to get it. You had to hit L1 and hit the finisher. How are you going to be the rock and not hit the people's elbow? How are you going to be stone cold and not hit the stunner? How are you going to be but, taker and not hit? Well, yeah. I, at that point, it was the the last ride, which I guess I thought was cool back then. But looking but still, back, nobody really liked it. Any of those moves are cooler than the coffin drop. I mean, the coffin drop's original. I'll give it to him. I, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of it, but it's it's original. Like but he it. did. He had like such a hard on to get that. He did. To get that. It was his in. downfall. It really was. It really was. Yeah, I really think he could have won it if he wasn't so damn hellbent. Yep. Because there were multiple times he could have pinned somebody was, and he at just that didn't. Moment, I yelled like, "Why are you doing the coffin he drop?" He wanted the damn You're, coffin you've drop. Got, you've got him on the ground. Like, yeah. So MJF gets the win, and I don't think 
you, it, it would have been it wouldn't have been wrong no matter who you would have done to to win this match. But I really do think, and even though I picked Darby in my predictions, I really do think they picked the right person. They did. I do think that they picked the they right did. person. I'm hoping we get a turn from Jungle Boy. I hope this is Jack Perry. He's pissed. There was a a uh, face moment where he had MJF's belt and he could have used it on Darby. And threw it. Typical. Nope, I don't and need this. And that's what screwed him in and the end. And that's what screwed him. Yep. Was that, that opened up the spot for MJF to at some point to put pull the belt. ring out. And yep. it, was, it was so good. And that's when he put the belt out and that's when Darby did the coffee yep. drop. So it set up the whole thing that both of them screwed themselves in that that By situation. not doing everything they can do. And, exactly. And, and again, it's you can argue it whether it was a dirty win or a clean win, but MJF it's did not, not dirty. break There's any no rules. There's no DQs. There's no the, the, much worse got used in the match. So it, MJF won clean for once. I, I mean, it, he didn't have to hide it this time. It, it was a great match. I loved it, and I'm I'm excited to see where the storyline goes from here. I love that afterwards, uh, MJF was asked, "Why didn't you go as the the last match? You know, the actual main event?" Right. And he said, "Well, I wouldn't want to roll around in John Muxley's blood." Which I mean, perfect justification. Yeah, which, ro- might as well just roll right into it. Listen, we'll talk about it all day. I still don't think they did right. They shouldn't have ended with that. With what? I really think MJF and, and the four pillar match should have been the main event. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I don't think they did the I, right I, thing I, having this match be the last match. Now, I think this match was great, and I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it. But the end, but the ending I don't of, think they did that the right. The ending of the BCC and the Elite could have only happened at the end of the show. It you was a bloodline moment where you had to have it happen. You had like to that. have it. In there. It wouldn't yep. have been good storytelling. Yeah, I'm a big advocate. If you have your title is your number one item in your company, if it's your coveted prize, if right. it is what everybody needs to be fighting for. If it that's should be the last suppo- thing on the card. That should be the most important thing. It should be not the tr- tr- the triple main events. It should right. be the main event. Yeah, look at the pay-per-view yesterday. A, it opened up the match. It opened pu- up the pay-per-view. And to put a grudge match at the end of a pay-per-view over, and it's a non-title match, over right. a, your coveted prize, I just, I don't like it. It's It might just Same. be me. I might be the minority in that, but I just don't like it. That being said... This was one of the most exciting matches of the night. I mean, it was anarchy. It was exactly what they told it was, you it was going to yeah, be. I, going into um, this, I, it was exactly what I thought it would be. I made Much the joke. Much different than the Four Pillars match, which surprised oh, yeah. the hell out of me. Um, I made the joke just as last year that they should just keep playing wild things forever. Um, I apologize for that. Yeah, they the played Corey that Taylor, with Corey Taylor, Dollar General. Somebody said... Um, I, Mom, I want Slipknot, and, and uh, Slipknot. they said, she said this is we have Slipknot. We have at Slipknot home. at home, and it was it was whatever that was. I mean, props to the guys, props to the four of them. They played, they played the song as well as well as it needed to be played. Uh, they didn't have a terrible. They didn't like try to make all these like crazy alterations to it. They just played it as straightforward as possible. Yep, it would end. They'd start it back up. It it kind of set the mood for a little bit. It was like being at a bar. But I'm not gonna lie. I was so happy when when they ended up super kicking him. <laughs> the young bucks did. Well, the the singer pulled out his shirt. You know, he's wearing a BCC, shirt. BCC, which you knew that BCC. was going to be. I mean, fuck, he's he's sitting there playing Mox's song. I yeah. Mean, what, what else did you expect? Yeah. So the Young Bucks super kicked him, but of course it started off, and and I think Mark did a great job of of tweeting exactly how we all felt. Which if you, uh, if you haven't if, followed us on at Twitter, CAW Wrestling Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I don't know why you're going to follow me on YouTube. I don't really why post not? anything on it. But go ahead. Um. Mark said it best when he said, uh, why is the music still playing? Has the match started? Yeah, it was at that point because they didn't even <laughs> make it to the on? ring. Like 
The young bucks you ended up running out of the ring. Anything. I don't know if the bell rang and they just started fighting. Which I, I at this point, in a in Who a gives a shit for in real? An anarchy in the arena. Do you need a bell to ring? No. Like it's not like it just, whoever's they laid eyes not on each getting other. up on. in the ends, the one that lo- that loses. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't think you even need the one, two, three to to, to figure this one out. I this mean, one the, could have just been a street fight. Yeah, and the poor camera guys. It was just like back and forth, and they missed a couple spots. AEW's got some it. issues. I don't know if if they need Kevin Dunn. In their office, no, but no, 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 man, Do they are missing you a couple of like pivotal that spots. Back, if they start piping in booze like they tried to do with L.A. Knight the other day, I am yeah. out. Poor L.A. Knight, they didn't do that more was with them. trash. But but I, they just they've been missing some spots. They had Mox dropped Kenny Omega into a casino chip with covered in barbed wire and glass bottles. There was glass bottles. There was tack. Okay. We gotta go back with Matt. Matt Jackson gets knocked out. He's left dead in a truck. They they're beating the hell out of out of Nick. They're doing all this stuff. Matt like limps back and hits Mox. Hangman looks awful. Yeah, hit Mox with an exploding super kick. He hits him in the face and sparks the bigger a bigger explosion than the barbed wire death match between (laughs) Kenny Omega and Mox. And it was it was sick. I loved it. So off guard. I was like a five-year-old kid watching a hardcore match. I he couldn't was have predicted giggling. it, you know? No, had no idea. It was so good. Because they had it playing off as he's in the in the back of the pickup truck dying. So really, you could tell he was just getting rigged up for some explosives. Oh, he explosives. got destroyed by, by uh, Cesaro. loved it. Well, they ended up ripping his shoe off in retaliation. And then, and then Mox brought out, you know, uh, the bag that with a million tax. shoe was probably worth more tax. than my entire paycheck. Yeah, that Nike. He brought out the bag with a million tax. And I think it had some glass in it, too, made didn't it? Mad pay for that no it didn't have glass that was the that was the song. that was yeah. the casino chip they, they just atomic drop mat and if you don't know what that is that's when you drop somebody on their feet and like fuck up their knees whole left foot that's completely bare like no not even a sock come all the way down in the entire pile of attacks yeah it was brutal there was blood there's a lot less blood than i had expected uh there was a fork there was uh, but the end got me. The end got me. We had all. Well, of a Don Callis has been on the commentary team, so I was and really hoping he I'm, was going to get. I'm never that guy. I'm never that guy. Yeah. But with a podcast, and I have physical proof, I'm gonna say it. I fucking called this. I was only part. There was a, a little bit part didn't come true, but I feel like that's just waiting on down the road. Don Callis has been grooming Takeshita. He's been trying to get him, and lo and fucking yep. behold, he shows up. Don Callis tries to interrupt the match, and Takeshita runs in with his cute little red hat and his little uh, thing over his face. But yep. you couldn't deny those eyes and that hair. You got Takeshita it. is BCC. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, Don Callis did not get that receipt that Kenny Omega owes him just Oh, I'm quite sure. I was yet. really... I was really hoping we were going to see Don Callis get hit by the one-winged angel. Oh, I really was hoping, too, because Kenny was kind of looking at the tax like... Oh yeah, Don's going into these. I tacks. think I think it's coming. I think oh, it's, it's coming. This story's not over. And yeah. actually, I believe you pointed out we have a, a clip of Kenny Omega after the match. That is even correct. Stating that it's not over. Let me see if it'll I'll let Ke- we'll let Kenny tell you. I might not be the most popular guy backstage, but this your world in AEW, and I still got at least one. Or two really good friends that can even up the odds. You guys stay tuned. We have no one. This is not over. 
So one or two maybe friends that aren't in AEW. Help me, even the odds? I mean, I couldn't, They're killing me couldn't with this. imagine who... They are absolutely killing me. Like, the whole ending, the whole time, I'm like, you guys are killing me. You maybe, guys are killing me. Maybe Where some, the hell is Coda? from Bullet, Bullet Club Gold? Yeah, I mean, uh, Okada? Maybe a, a lover of some sort? Well, yeah, I mean, I just said that too, but they're, they're killing me. They're killing me. They're, they're 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 WWE in me. They're making me wait. They're making every week. They're like, here it is. Nope, here it is. Yeah, nope. They WWE's don't want you to think gotta, that it's going to happen. You know, WWE's got a tried and true formula, and it's working. And I can't blame Tony Khan for wanting to do They've that. Gone same a little thing. bit too long, think, but, but we also have Forbidden Doors coming up. So I mean, fuck, we've anything got happen. all in, all out, Forbidden Door, and in, Fight Forever being dropped. Within like a month, of, I think I'm pre-ordering. I think I'm pre-ordering Fight Forever tonight. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever like really looked into the gameplay, the or anything like that. Uh, don't just don't. Don't expect. Don't look at Eddie Kingston, please. Don't. <laughs> just don't. We're just yeah. not gonna Eddie, talk my boy. about. What'd you What'd that. you do to my boy? Uh, you know what? He said he quit, so they quit on him. They quit. Okay? Yeah, this is this is the yeah. I bad. <laughs> So overall, for me, I mean, I think it was a win. I think there was a lot of positive things about this. A right. lot of stories that continue that needed to continue. Um, championships that obviously were deserved. Championships that, hmm, interesting. We'll have to see what happens with, with the women's you know championship there. Right, but, right. Um, I enjoyed it. It was probably my least favorite AEW pay-per-view in two years. It yeah. wasn't my favorite. There were really good points. Yeah, there were really good points about it, but it really, I think it fell a little bit flat. I think both pay-per-views this weekend fell a little bit flat for me, unfortunately. I, yeah, I was kind of half and half on this one. The the ones that I liked, I really liked. The ones that I didn't like, I really didn't like. Right, right. I think that the women's division needs something, and I don't know if it's just an entirely different storyline, if it is different individuals. The talent is there. They have the talent. They have the people that can do the moves, that can do the matches, that can perform. I just don't know. They're missing something. Yeah, there's not a lot of cohesiveness. There's not enough storyline outside of the just one storyline that they have. And Jade Cargill's been the only like consistent one. And even then, it's like it'll go through lulls. It'll go through five matches where you're you've got you just boring like every day. Mm -hmm. Cool, she's jobbing out. And then bring up the jobbers, right? You know, and then you have two, three matches that it really feels like right something. And And you've got Madison Rain working there. So for a while, it was just really interesting. And now all of a sudden, it's just kind of stale. So I feel like. Uh, they're throwing all their marbles into that one storyline, and it's yeah. just falling flat for me I gotta, week I, after week. If I had to give it a rating, I'd have to do three and a half cups. That, actually, that's exactly what I was thinking, I too, think which I think it, is what we rated uh, the one last night, night, night as well. Yeah, it, It's not much better, not much worse. Like I said, same it wasn't thing as bad, yesterday. It wasn't the great. things I loved, I loved. The things I lo- didn't like, I had no interest in, and I had a mm-hmm. hard time even watching it. Um, overall, not bad. Um, hopefully, we'll see some more development from the women's and then I don't know this. The, we've got a couple of good things. I don't think we're done with the four pillars match. We're obviously not done with the elite versus BCC. Of course, uh, they're obviously going to be a thing moving on. Although I really have a weird feeling we're not. We're going to be seeing less of the elite as a unit going forward. It just has this vibe that maybe it's time to split them up to where Young Bucks are going back on their their duos. Kenny's on his singles, and uh, or maybe you mean Kenny his du- and, and duos. Uh, yeah. You know, I just and, and maybe God, put I'm still a trying to hold out. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> believe yeah. it or not, 
this is our 50th episode. I know. We haven't I said that one time. really want to thank you all. If you've listened this far, we appreciate you for joining us in this adventure that we call wrestling. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, joining us here with Coffee and Wrestling. We really kind of were wary about starting this podcast, but boy, I'm glad we did it. And thank you for everybody it's who's ever interacted with and... us. And we're not done yet. We're just getting started. Uh, but I think that's going to do it. We're already coming up on an hour and a half, and I still have editing, and this has got to come out in a couple hours. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Again, we are at CAW Wrestling Pod. My personal Twitter is at A Bacon Party, and Mark is at Gunk Dudley. We tweet all the time between Monday Night Raw, Wednesday Night Dynamite, Friday Night SmackDown, Friday Night Rampage, soon to be AW Collision, sometimes ROH, sometimes NJPW, maybe an impact here or there. Who na- who knows? I've now subscribed to What is it, Dominion D- next week? I, yeah, Dominion's next week for NJPW. I've just subscribed to uh, DDT Pro. DDT Pro, which Go also Chris comes Brooks. with stardom. Chris Brooks, fucking king of ddt yeah i i'm currently his t-shirt is in the shopping cart ready to buy uh go buy AEW's fight forever join us all week with more wrestling every monday start your week with a fresh cup of coffee and wrestling a wrestling podcast my name is mark my lovely wife jamie thank you so much for joining us good fight good night